0: On today's episode, I'm excited to have back with me Larry Lennenschmidt. How are you, Larry? Oh, I'm doing great, Eric. Always better when I see you. Well, I say to have back, this is actually your first time on the podcast, but we used to do many events together uh, years ago, and it is good to see you as well. I'm excited to hear some of your insights. You're the executive director of the Hill Country Institute. And I wanted to talk with you about creation care and why that's so important for people of faith to engage in. I think for those who are maybe living in environments that are more post-Christian, I think there's a lot of folks that aren't in the church that have a real heart for the environment or really concerned about climate change. Talk about how you've been engaged in this conversation in both uh, the world of nonprofit faith, but also in the world of... Uh, just folks who care may not have faith.
1: Sure, Eric. Well, first, let me just say thank you for for all that you do for the body of Christ because it's it's so important to be thinking that we're we are in a in a post Christian time, but perhaps we're also in a pre Christian time, and 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 that this transition can can make it new and fresh and alive again, and and that's one of the reasons I'm 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 so passionate about creation care. It, it's something that we can cross boundaries. We can, we can go outside of our, our people who are close to us in the faith and find common allies outside the church. Uh, within the body of Christ, you know, the Hill Country Institute, we put on events about creation care. Uh, we have a, a podcast and radio program called Hill Country Institute Live. It's available on your podcast app. And we've interviewed a lot of, a lot of people who are authors and leaders uh, within the church in creation care. And then out outside of the church, uh, well, within the church body, I'm I'm a part of the Evangelical Environmental Network, and uh, it's a group of Christians that are that are really all over the country and very involved with this type of of effort to talk about it, find ways to come together and 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 speak. As well outside the church, as well as in. And then I also work with a group called the Citizens Climate Lobby, and we work uh, on some, some very specific legislation. And I would say that in the Austin chapter, you know, there aren't a lot of Christians, but I'm, I'm there and they welcome me and I welcome them, and, and we work well together. In fact, this week I testified at a uh, legislative committee of the Texas legislature uh, about uh, how we approach clean air and and uh, issues of climate change in texas
0: wow that's amazing i'd love to hear more about that particular bill but but also about what is some of the work that you're doing that is about fixing the environment cleaning up the environment helping take better care of of this beautiful world god has given us
1: oh yeah and and I, i think you know if you if you go out uh You know, Gerard Manley Hopkins uh, talked about the grandeur of God. And and if you go out in nature, you just can't help but appreciate God's creation. And I think uh, when you ask people, does nature help you get closer to the Lord? I think the answer is almost uniformly. Well, yes, of course, you know, and it's all his handiwork. It's, it's, it's all for him and about him and through him. You know, in Colossians, you, you, you see this this great verse, Colossians 1, 15 through 17, that it's, it's all for him. It's all his. So it, it helps me to think about this creation being God's. And in Genesis 1, 26 to 28, God finished the creation, except for this important part. Us. You know, he created humans. And he said, I want you to take care of my good creation. That's our calling. I want you to have stewardship. I want you to have dominion over it. And, and dominion means we take care of it. It doesn't mean we use it. It, it, it means that we, yes, we, we get things out of it. We grow, we, we do whatever. But uh, Eugene Peterson said, dominion, dominion doesn't mean doing what you want. It means caring for what's been given to you in a healthy way. And that's that's why that dominion word is such a key word. We all want to be thinking about how do we care for what God's given us, and that means clean air, clean water, uh, adapting to things that are going on, rising sea, warmer temperatures. All all of that is part of our calling. So what we're doing at the Hill Country Institute is trying to encourage people to be a part of that. So I I teach, uh, we do podcasts, Uh, you know, at my local church, we did a uh, environmental audit. And that's something churches can really think about, you know, how can you be more efficient in your use of energy? What plants can you plant that will fit both your locale and your environment? And be helpful to pollinators and birds and and maybe small creatures, depending on how big a a physical plant you have. You know, there's so much that we can do in our church plant as well as our home and land that we own to uh, help take care of God's good creatures.
0: Well, I think living in a city like Austin, uh, I haven't done a census, but I'm almost certain there are more dogs than children in (laughs) Austin. Uh, People here love their pets. I mean, uh, there are veterinarian clinics uh, all over the place. People are absolutely, you know, keeping that industry in business. There is a real love for nature, for animals. And so for a person who uh, does not have faith, you know, the, what the news paints is a picture of Christians who are science deniers. You know, they mm-hmm. are, uh, don't think climate change is real. They think of Christians as, you know, not taking good care of the earth or even caring about that sort of thing. And there's even some that have a a theology of like, this is all going to burn up anyway, right? Whereas the scriptures start with heaven and earth are together in the garden of Eden, and then it comes back together again, the new heaven and new earth, the last two chapters as well. You gave us some good theology earlier. Talk about why it's important for believers to see this as not just being good stewards, but also as an opportunity to develop relationships with people who don't have faith.
1: Yeah, well, I think, I think the first thing to, to think about is that it's God's world. All of creation is God's. And so by being a steward, you're, you're just taking care of somebody else's stuff. You know, if, if I loaned you my watch, I, mean, I don't even wear a watch anymore. I don't know why. Well, if i loaned you my cell phone. Let's say that. You know, you take good care of it because it's somebody else's. You wouldn't stomp on it. Uh, you know, and it's the same with God's creation. So that's that's always a beginning point to come back to. And now for us, there's a there's a separation between the Creator and the creation, and that's a huge distinction. And sometimes non-believers don't see that. They they you know, and 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 if you go into Eastern religions, there's a blurring of things that that comes about as well. Well, to have that distinction and that separation, we need to show that we can have that value creation and come alongside other people who care about it as well. I'm an avid birder. I work with the Audubon Society. And, uh, you know, we, we try to protect places where poor birds pass through. Austin is a, is a big migratory uh, center, and uh, we're, we're at the time we're recording this. It's a great time to be out birding. The warblers are coming through, and warblers are wonderful. Fellow wrote a book, said one more warbler, you know, just one more warbler. That's what, kind of what we all want. So, how do we preserve that space? And working with Audubon gives me a chance to meet a lot of really good people who who care about this. The Citizens Climate Lobby uh, is another group that I work with, and we also we're focused on a piece of legislation about. Having a carbon fee and dividend, and we can we can go into that as much as we want, but the idea being that uh, Milton Friedman, an economist, said that we should tax pollution. So if we if we have a tax on carbon because it damages the environment, then we can give that money back to people, and that will also help the free market get to a point where the clean energy, just by virtue of being less expensive, will become more dominant. And, and there's good news on the on the clean energy front, too. In the first quarter of this year, 34% of electric energy that was generated in Texas was from renewable energy. Wow. And, uh, you know, we think of Texas as being this big oil and gas state, which it is. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But we're also the leading uh, uh, generator of wind-generated uh, energy in the, in the 50 states. Wow. And with the... Uh, we'll probably be close to California, maybe even exceed California uh, in the next couple of years with solar. So we're, we're rapidly moving in that direction. And, uh, you know, and, and, and thinking about power and speaking out about it uh, and, and advocating for green energy, that's that's something else that we can join hands with people who are not believers. And uh, and there's good, good cause for that, you know, because when you burn coal, you, you get carbon into the atmosphere, mercury, uh, I'm pro-life, but I'm also uh, healthy life, healthy life in the womb and healthy life out of the womb and the mercury that comes out of burning coal uh, as well as the other pollutants are not good for the unborn and not good mm-hmm. for us who, who are older. It may even contribute to some of us losing our hair, you know, for anybody that looks at <laughs> this on zoom, you can see it. <laughs> yes. Something got us.
0: Something got us. Well, I do think there's something really beautiful about what you said about you know, as people of faith, we should believe in the value of each human life, and that's including those who are living on planet earth and oftentimes it's in poor parts of our country. That uh, pollution runs rampant it's in poor parts of our world that people yeah. are living in a situation that's really untenable I love the very proactive way that you're engaged in politics, uh, but it's politics, not for the sake of uh, kind of picking a side. You're you're more of an cause activist and talk a little bit more about that you're you're you might disagree on different. Elements of this party or that party, but you've as a person of faith really chosen different issues that might upset some on one side or the other, but it's really grounded in your faith talk about that for a moment.
1: Oh absolutely yeah I I think. um... Let's think about worldview thinking. Okay, where do, where do we begin on a topic? Well, I like to begin with scripture. And scripture talks a lot about, about creation care and the beauty of it. And uh, that, that's always a place to start. Christopher Wright, uh, in his seminal work, uh, The Mission of God, wrote, and it's the greatest commandment that we should love God that surely implies that we should treat what belongs to God with honor, care, and respect. That would be true in any human relationship. If you love someone, you care for what belongs to that person. Like you're not smashing my cell phone while ago. You know, that's the kind of thing. So, so that's where we begin. We begin with loving God. We begin with going into the scripture. And then second, what do, what do the experts say? You know whatever it is you're talking about, if it's if it's racial relations, what's the, the the story? What's it been like for someone to be black? What have they experienced? What was it like to hear from your grandfather about lynchings or your your father about the Jim Crow era? Uh, how did so you so you go where people know more about it, and there's no conflict between faith and science. Catherine Hayhoe, a famous uh, uh, well-known climate scientist who teaches at texas tech uh, she's married to an evangelical pastor she's an evangelical uh, she says that you know science helps us to see what's here the, the reality of what's present and our faith helps us to see beyond that and so th- th- there's no uh, dichotomy there there's no no separation science just helps us to understand more about god's good creation and uh, the two books is a good way to describe that the book of scripture, the book of science. So we go through science. And, and after we think through science and think through what we've, we've learned there, then we develop ideas about solutions. And those solutions can be at a personal level. Uh, they can be at, a, at a, a, you know, like the church, thinking about what we can do with our property. They can be at a citywide level, a state level, nationally and internationally so we begin to think about those things and then and only then you know go to politics always people want to start with politics we're such a politically charged uh, uh, rowdy generation I guess I, I don't know what to call it yeah I'm a, I'm a baby boomer and and, and sometime during our, I, maybe this is a good time. I just want to apologize because we made a mess of the creation and we made a mess of how people get along. And, and uh, I'm sure hoping that millennials and Gen X and Gen Z, y'all, we're giving you a big load. I hope you'll carry it. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> but
0: <laughs> Well, that's incredibly kind of you on behalf of all baby boomers. And, and I do think that, you know, Gen X along the way is what I am. You know, there is a sense of really millennials and Gen Z care more about the, the planet, You know, I think mm-hmm. in, in total and in many ways, they're seeing some of the adverse effects of, of some of the greenhouse gases and, and other things that um, seems to be even in the Christian world, uh, less and less climate change deniers. You know, I, I, I do think that there is a sense of not only is this important in terms of connecting with people who might not vote the same way you might on other issues. This is also about reaching a younger generation, right? You're talking Ouch. about Gen Z and, and millennials and whoever else is after Gen Z, they're gonna care about the, the environment far more than the church is known to care about it. I'd love for folks to know how to get a hold of your environmental audit or your website. What are some of the resources that you would recommend to churches that want to try to start this conversation?
1: Oh sure. Well, uh, Arasha, it's capital A new word R O C H A. Arasha, which is Portuguese for the rock, is a is an environmental uh, organization of Christians, uh, founded uh, by uh, an Anglican minister in Portugal, and they're on all continents now except uh, for uh, Antarctica, and wow. they have projects there. They have project uh, project in Texas, for instance, a ranch that they're rehabilitating. Uh, if you're a rancher, farmer. Have any size piece of land? There are things that you can do in leaving natural areas that will promote wildlife. So they're they're working on that. But Arasha uh, has the capacity to do uh, an audit on your church, and uh, they're 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 easy to find. Arasha USA would be the organization, and uh, it, 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 it's it's uh, it's and, and if you have any trouble finding it, HillCountryInstitute.org. Uh, you can you can email me at LarryLindenschmidt. Uh, at gmail.com, it's linen like a cloth and Schmidt. I spell it that way all the time, and hey, one person gave a voicemail that said Larry lennon cloth Schmidt called. So <laughs> you never really know what people are hearing, but uh, but for the church, there's there's so there's the resource of actually checking out your physical plan, but there's also the resource of preparing people and teaching, and uh, and I'm, I'm delighted to come and teach. Uh, I know other folks with the Evangelical Environmental Network, and uh, by the way, EEN, Evangelical Environmental Network, also has uh, a lot of good resources, and uh, the leader, uh, Mitch Hescock, and uh, he's a pastor, Uh, and uh, a weatherman named paul douglas combined forces and created a book called caring for creation the evangelicals guide to climate change and a healthy environment and it and it is probably the the one single book that i would start with there are a lot of really good christian books on this on this topic but uh and I want to also say, if, if evangelical is a word that turns you off, don't, don't worry about reading that book because it's, it's more, it, it, he could have called it Christians, but I think it's trying to appeal to a more conservative side, you know, because like Eric, you mentioned the, the political side. Uh, we want people that are, that are self-identified evangelicals to know that there is a place to deal with, uh, with climate change, with creation care and all these things. So you can look up evangelical environmental Network. Uh, I'm glad to, to assist people as they're putting teaching programs together or to come teach. Uh, I like to go through these, these three sections, particularly scripture, expertise, what do we do? And then maybe we talk politics. And, when we, and like you said, when we're, when we're dealing with politics, maybe we can just focus on an issue because then, then you can farm forces combined with people who you probably don't agree with on, on a lot of things. And, and that's okay. You know, you, you, you don't have to, to have all the toys, you know, you, you can share your toys, so to speak, and share your, your work in this one area. And it's so important to do that.
0: That's great, Larry. Well, thank you so much. Again, hillcountryinstitute.org. So many great resources. Keep up the great work. Very grateful for you. Thanks, Larry.